altar has to be fixed before the fire can fall, before the rain can come. The altar must be fixed. And that's what God is doing, a work of sanctification and um, doing the work that needs to be done in every single one here so that each one can be there to fix the altar. There were a lot of Israelites who were on Baal's side, but there were a few while Elijah the prophet stood alone. There were a few who stood with him to get the the huge stones and to repair the altar, to pour water. God is looking for such people, people of integrity, people who will not um, count their life dear to them. People who will live uh, a selfless living. And people who will be heavenly minded. People who will not um, fear the enemy, but will be fierce in fighting the good fight of faith through the spirit of God by depending on God, not be self-confident, but be God-confident. That our confidence comes from God Almighty. So God is looking for such people, people who will keep their eyes on Jesus on the cross. In the cross, be my glory forever, forever. That's where our glory is. That's where our uh, strength comes from. That's where our blessings come from. That's where everything that we need to do the will of God comes from. It comes from the power that comes from the cross where Jesus bruised the head of the serpent. May God continue to bless every single one here as you keep your eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. The only reason that um, we should run and continue to run is to get to the finish line where Jesus is, to be with him forevermore. For that, we should walk with him every day. So, no other motive but seeing Jesus. Everything else God will give. All the blessings, all the rewards that God has promised, he will give. But the ultimate reward that we must look forward to is seeing Jesus face to face and being with him uh, for all eternity so may God help every single one here as you start your work week Um, I want you to keep this in mind Lord throughout this week I want to do your will I don't want to have any excuses to why I was not able to do the will of God. I'm talking um, as the Spirit of the Lord is having me speak this so that you can think for yourself. Every single person should know this. And so this is something that we must remember here as people of God. That throughout this week, There should be no excuse as to why you were not able to do the will of God. Because God gives the will and God gives everything that you need to do the will of God. So get the strength from God. Every morning as we come together, 
the strength of God is available. Take that and you use it. You use it. We fight the good fight of faith using heaven's principles. As the Bible says, if you get into a competition and, you know, you join a a team or you are in a an individual sport, you have to abide by the rules. You can't just say, I'm a runner, I can run fast and not run in your track. Or you, you can't say that I am a good player and I can uh, shoot as many baskets as I can and break all the rules and and run out of the boundary and push people down and say that I don't maintain any rules and I don't follow anything. You can't be in any sport. Or can you go to a an examination hall and say that I know all the answers, but I'll take my sweet time. I'm going to take a nap. And if it's three hours exam or four hours or five hours, I'm going to take 10 hours and I'm not getting up and leaving. Or you can say, I have all the uh, answers in my head. I'm not going to write it down. Can't do that. Or if there's a problem that is required, a math problem, you have to work out the problem. You can say, well, I'm not working out the problem. I'm just going to write the answer. There are certain things that are required to get the score that you need. You have to play by the rules. If you don't, you'll be disqualified. You'll get a zero. When it comes to the spiritual life, you have to understand. You have to go by heaven's principles. If you want to win, you have to go by heaven's principles. You can't just say, this is what I feel and this is what I think and this is what... Uh, I want to do that me, myself, and I can take it to hell. You want to know what are the rules? What should I do? And then put your heart and soul into it and do it. That's when you will receive the crown. So this week, beginning today, as we begin this work week, commit this day into the hands of God. Commit every single day into the hands of the Lord and ask the Lord for his grace, his wisdom. Whatever you do, let it be led by the Holy Spirit. Ask the Lord moment by moment, Father, is this pleasing you? Is what I'm doing pleasing to you? But if there's anything wrong, show me. But I don't want to go outside your will. Speak to me. We need to talk to him. Ask the Lord to check your attitude and you check your attitude. Let the Lord give you a sharp conscience, a sensitive spirit. When the Spirit of God speaks to you, don't shut down the voice of the Holy Spirit. But when God causes your conscience to alert you, don't shut down your conscience. It's important for you to be on point with God so that you can be like a sharpened sword. You want to be a sharpened sword if you have used scissors that don't cut properly, it's fit to be thrown out. Whatever instrument you're using, if it's not going to serve the purpose, then it can have the shape, but it can go into the garbage dump. You want to be fit for the work of the Lord. You need to exercise yourself into godliness, as the Bible says. You need to say what is required what you need to do, and just do it. Very simple. Just do it.
God will give you the strength and God will give you the grace. God will give you the power to accomplish big things for God. God has not called any single one for some small thing. God has big things to accomplish. And God is looking for people who will fit that profile, who will have that qualifications, qualities that he's looking for to get the job done. It's important, very important as you begin this work week to commit your ways to the Lord, commit your plans to the Lord, commit what is ahead of you, whatever is there to the Lord and say, Lord, have your own way. It's important not to just say, have your own way and not even know what God's way is and go the opposite way. You want to be on point with God for that. A good amount of house cleaning is necessary. To go before the Lord and say, Lord, if there's any wicked way in me, reveal it to me. Lead me in the paths of righteousness. And give time to the Spirit of God to work in you. Don't rush. Let your mind be upon him. Let's be begin this work week. Place everything into the hands of the living God. Focus on your soul. Whatever you're doing, make sure you're doing it unto God. Could be a secular job. It could be cooking. It could be going to the grocery store. It could be feeding your kids. It could be helping someone. Whatever you're doing, make sure you're doing it unto God and make sure it's God's will. When God is telling you to pray, don't run around and do something. When God is telling you to clean, don't say at that time that, oh, I need to be uh, praying and keep everything dirty and filthy. There's God's order that God has. God says, put everything down and sit down and pray. At that time, saying that I need to clean first is not good. But at the same time, God is a God of divine order. God will show when we follow him what to do and when to do and how to do so that his peace is there, his presence is there, his name is glorified. In the midst of everything, you have to remember God is the God of beauty and God is the God of order and God is the God of power and God is the God of strength. He will show us how to do, when to do and what to do. But the most important thing that matters is our soul. If we don't have time for that, we shouldn't have time for anything else. We don't have time for that and we have time for other things. That means our lives are in great disorder. But if you put God first and if you seek God in his kingdom first and do that which you should do to feed your soul, to feed your mind, to feed your bodies with God's word, then you have the strength to get everything done according to God's time. God's order. God is speaking to our hearts. Just take this 
very seriously. The disciples were going with Jesus in a boat. And suddenly the storm came. They're supposed to make it. And now it looks like they're not going to make it. They have a ministry on the other side. Now it looks like the boat is going to sink. They have this program from God. Divine schedule. They they thought that they were on schedule, but now there's this interruption. With the winds coming forcefully, water getting into the boat and all kinds of things happening. Threatening their very existence. But it couldn't stop them from reaching their destination. The threats were real. Water getting into the boat was not a hallucination. It actually happened. The storm that came over there was not the imagination. It actually happened. All these things happened. Hindrances are real. Hindrances will come. But when we have God, as Jesus said, in this world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. It's not like someone coming and saying, are you hungry? Don't worry. I eat on your behalf. While you're still hungry. They say, I ate on your behalf, so you don't have to worry about it. You feel hungry, that's okay. Because I ate your breakfast, or I ate breakfast for you. That's not what Jesus is saying. Jesus says here, yes, these things will happen. It happened to him. It will happen to us too. But don't worry. Be happy. Be excited. Because I have overcome the world. If we are in him, Whatever we face, we will overcome too. Because he has given us the victory. It's not just he got the victory and he has it in his hands. No, he has given it to us. When we are in him and he in us, we are one with him. The victory that he has is our victory. We have to make use of it by being one with him. That's where many people miss misunderstanding the requirements that every single person should make sure they have they've met in order to win if you have to win then you must do certain things if you don't do it then you are not going to win The first thing is to show up. If you're going for a competition, then you have to show up for the competition. If you are going for a competition and you know that you're going to win no matter how skilled you are, no matter how talented you are, you have to show up. Before you can even show up, you have to be healthy so that you can show up. And then you have to show up. So 
two very important things are there. One is your health. Secondly, effort. You can be healthy and you can be lazy. You can be a person who is not lazy but very sick. Both are no good. You need to be spiritually healthy and that's why you need to be in the house of God. You need to be in the presence of God so that you can get strengthened. That you're not weak. You're not sick. And if you're sick, you can get well when you're in the presence of God. God touches you powerfully. There's this impartation that takes place in the soul of a person. And then, the laziness shouldn't be there. I don't have to be there. If you don't show up for the competition, you lost already. It's important. You need to show up. Then you have to play by the rules. You need to know the rules and you need to play by the rules if you want to win. If you don't do that, then you're not going to win. You can say all you want. Well, I don't know that this was a rule and I don't know this is going to happen. And you can get defeated. person who plays chess and you know that this is the power of the queen and this is the power of the king and the king can only take one step but the queen can go in any direction and she has more power. If you don't know that, you can get defeated. You can lose your king just by a few steps. If you say that, oh, you know, I can do whatever I want to. I'll just move the soldier whichever way. I'll take 10 steps. No, that won't work. You take one or you take two. You cannot take more. You know, I, I know I cannot cross out diagonally. I'll do straight. doesn't work like that. You cannot participate in any competition like that. You can't say, well, I don't know the rules. This is what I thought. What we think, what we feel becomes totally irrelevant when it comes to competition. Do you know the rules? Do you abide by the rules? And Do you play by the rules? God is speaking to our hearts today. No point in us telling, I don't know. There are a lot of people who come and say, Lord, I didn't know the word. I didn't know the word says, well, you should care about it and you should care to know that. You need to know the word. You can't just say that I don't know the word. There are some people who blame Others for everything. I wasn't taught this way and they didn't tell me this. And, and No, 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 no. You want to participate? You want to win? It's your job. Not somebody else's job. It's your job. You need to know your manual. You need to know the rules. If you're driving, you need to study for the test. You cannot blame anyone. Because blaming is only going to keep you in a state of deception. It's important to look at yourself. Every single person who wants to win must assess their strength and their weaknesses and what they know, what they don't know, and simply do what you're supposed to do if you're going to win. If you don't do that, then nobody else is going to lose. You're going to lose. If you want to win, 
then you need to know your book. You need to know the manual. You need to know the rules. And you need to not be lazy. Make the effort and practice. Practice and practice and practice and practice. God is speaking to our hearts today. It is a diligent. I've said this scripture many times through the spirit of God. See a man who is diligent in his business. He shall stand before kings. He shall not stand before mean men or mere men, ordinary people. The diligence is important. Taking care of one's soul. As you start this work week, you have to be determined to be diligent in whatever you're doing. Let God be glorified. The Bible says, whatever you eat or drink, let it be done for the glory of God. And whatsoever is not of faith is sin. And whatever you do, do it unto the Lord, not unto man. Do it joyfully unto God, not unto man. The complaining has to go out. Being fussy about things should go out. Doing just for the sake of doing should go out. And your work has to be presentable before God, the right attitude. Tell the Lord, Lord, as I begin this work week, whatever I have to do, whether it's cooking, cleaning, working outside, whatever it may be, help me to have the mind of Christ. Help me to be like Jesus Christ, lowly and humble. Help me not to show off and be arrogant and proud in front of people. Let Jesus be seen in and through me. Let the law of love, the law of kindness be upon my lips. These are things you have to pray and work towards being that. Praying is good, but if you do the opposite, it's no good. You need to pray and then not be lazy. You need to exercise your will. When the mind says, scream, you do the opposite. When the mind says, lash out, you have to do the opposite. When the mind says, be bitter, you have to do the opposite. That's how you overcome. God's word says, overcome evil with good. That's what we do in order to overcome. When I was in a lot of pain in the evening after I came from church while I was on the sofa, I kept hearing this over and over and over again, audible, very audible, over and over again, again, which was, they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and by the Word of their testimony. They overcame by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. They overcame by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. As the word was coming so clearly, loudly, suddenly there was another voice that sounded just like the voice of the Lord, but was different. While this is coming, it's flipping it. It's saying that they overcame by the word of God and the blood of their testimony. 
they overcame by the word of God and by the blood of the testimony. Immediately I knew it was Satan's words. He's twisting the word of God while God is speaking. He's trying to see how he can pervert the word, how he can block what God is saying. What did he do? He didn't twist the whole thing. He's very deceptive. So he said they overcame by the word of God. When someone hears it, they think, yeah, we overcome by the word of God. But what's the next one? By the blood of the testimony. Is that what God's word says? No. No. Satan is trying to bring things that are not true to say that now this is how it's going to be. No. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb. This power in the blood of Jesus. We overcome by His blood. And it's a very powerful thing that the Lord says. What did Satan try to do? He tried to twist the word by taking the most important thing in that scripture. It had two sections, that one verse. One is what Jesus did, and second is what we do. That's how we overcome. We overcome by what Jesus did, by appropriating that, and then by doing what we should do. That's how we overcome. What's Satan trying to do? He's twisting the whole thing. We as God's people should know the scriptures. Now, because I knew the scripture, I knew God's voice. When the enemy came in, I knew immediately. When that second voice came that sounded very similar to the voice of God, I said out loud what the word of God says, which goes in line with the real voice of God. I said again and again and again. They overcame by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of their testimony. Both are very powerful. Without our testimony, without maintaining a pure testimony, without having a current testimony, cannot overcome. The blood of the Lamb will be effective in the lives of all those who have the testimony. Very important how you walk with God and how you live, how you're walking with God now every day in order for you to overcome. You need to cling to the blood of the Lamb and you need to have a sound testimony. Very important. Those are the people who will overcome every single day and at the end, they will enter in. It's like you make it to the finish line. It's good. It's good if you are running race if you're good it's good if you are running really well the first quarter uh, distance of the race but if you get tired and lazy after that you won't make it the race will be finished it's very important there are some people I used to compete in running. There are some people who will begin. They're coming very fast and after some time, 
they don't have that capacity to run. Their legs give out. Their body gives out. So halfway through or even quarter way through, they will slow down. And they won't win. Those who have the strength, who have done their homework by really practicing every day, when the real race comes, they have that strength on the inside, endurance in their bodies to run and finish well. It's important. Having past testimonies are good. I've spoken on this before. But God is bringing again, and there's a reason for that. We cannot piggyback on the past. Cannot. Won't work like that. Doesn't work in God's kingdom. Just like how your body cannot function from the food that you ate 10 days ago and you're starving the next nine days. You can die. You don't drink water and say that I drank water 10 days ago. You're not a camel. You're a human being. Every day you must drink water. Even camels after a certain number of days, they have to drink water. Each creature is made in a very unique way. We have to do what we must do for us to overcome. The way we are designed and what will work for us is what we have to go by. God's word says, this is how they overcame. The blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. The blood of the lamb, the blood of the lamb. The blood of the Lamb. The blood of the Lamb. Very potent. Very powerful. The blood that Jesus shed on the cross of Calvary. For the remission of our sins. For the healing of our bodies. To overcome the devil. We cover ourselves in that blood. Of Jesus. And. We do our part by having a strong testimony every single day. We don't walk by sight, but by faith. We don't live filthy lives, but we live holy lives. Whatever needs to go, must go. When the Spirit of the Lord shows that this is unclean, get rid of it. We must get rid of it. We should not make excuses excuses for it. Whenever God speaks and whatever he says, we should be willing to do whatever God says and not compromise on that. That's when we will have the victory. The testimony has to be today's testimony. Yesterday's is okay. It's a good thing. We say glory to God for what God did yesterday, but how about today? All those who came through the Red Sea didn't make it to the promised land. It's a good thing they all came through the Red Sea. We can shout a big hallelujah for that. But what they do after that? We have to cry over it. When we read passages like these, knowing that after God doing all these things, they just came a short distance and 
They lost everything. We should not be like that. The Bible says we are not like those who drew back. We should not draw back. We should not revert to our old ways. In order for that to happen, we must be keen on having the testimony. A good testimony. And where is the testimony coming from? Yeah, I've spoken on this before, but God wants me to say it again this morning. So I'll say it. God bears witness of our behavior, our thought life, our attitude. That which most people don't see behind closed doors, God sees. The family can come and put up a big front on the outside, but inside the house can be a disaster. God bears witness to how we live. How holy we are and how sanctified we are and how pure we are. How kind we are, how loving we are. How godly we are. God sees us the way we are. So that's the first witness. The second witness is Satan. He sees how we live. When we live a godly life, when we obey the word of God, Satan will dread such people. They become Satan's nightmare. He will not want to be near such people. Because Satan is a very unclean being. Very unclean. He cannot stand holiness. He cannot stand anything holy. He cannot stand people who are near God. Satan is darkness. He cannot stand where light is. Jesus said this. I am the light of the world. Anyone who follows me will not live in darkness, but will have the light of life. If we claim to be people who are in Christ, then we cannot live in darkness. If we live in darkness, that means we don't have the light. He who follows the living God will walk in the light, not in darkness, because Jesus is light and his path is light. Whoever follows him, whoever says that he's a follower of Christ or she's a follower of Christ, will not walk in darkness because there's no darkness there. If they are walking in darkness, that means they're not following Christ, they're following Lucifer. Satan is darkness. Satan is uncleanness. So our testimony is very important. How we live. This is how we overcome. When we walk with Christ and walk in his path, we walk in the light. Satan sees that. God knows 
all those were his. Satan also knows all those were his. That's how he identifies. When he sees uncleanness in people, when he sees filth in people, when he sees sin in people, he says, these are mine. I see my product in them. They have branded themselves with my product, which is uncleanness and sin. These are my, that's what Satan will say. Oh, they are in the dark. They're in my path. These are mine. That's how he'll identify his own. God will also identify his own. He knows who are holy. He knows who are faithful. He knows who are just. He knows who are his. He knows who are covered by the blood of Jesus and who are living upright lives. So when he sees that, he knows these are mine. God's word says, God knows those who are his and all those who name the name of Christ, let them depart from iniquity because he knows. He knows all those who are walking in the light, they're his. And he knows all those who are in darkness are Satan's people. So if you name the name of Christ, you have to depart from iniquity because he knows who belongs to him and who does not. You name the name of Christ, and if you don't depart from iniquity, God also knows that you don't belong to him. Very simple, straightforward, easy to understand. God has placed in his scriptures as to who belong to him and who does not belong to him. Just saying a sinner's prayer and not walking in the light will only show you that you are in darkness and you don't belong to him. But if we say the sinner's prayer, truly mean it, and live in the light, then we belong to him. So God bears witness, Satan bears witness. Both know who belong, which party. Then our own conscience will know. Who we belong to. If we don't lie to our conscience. And. Mar the conscience. Then our conscience will know. But if your conscience is damaged. And if your conscience is dead. The conscience can't say anything. Because you murdered the conscience. If you shipwreck your conscience. If you kill your conscience. If you. Disfigure your conscience. And your conscience cannot be a proper guide to you at that point. The person's conscience is filled with corruption. And the conscience itself becomes corrupt. That's not going to help you. That's going to justify what you're doing. So, God bears witness, Satan bears witness then your conscience but your conscience cannot bear accurate witness because it can be tainted it can be killed you can have a dead conscience and that dead conscience cannot show you anything fourthly your immediate family or your people who actually live with you. They can see your testimony. 
they are your witnesses in the human realm. Those who are really very close with you, who see you day and night. They can bear witness to who you are. It's very important to have a good witness from them. It's important. Then we have people who are not living close to you, but who are, who know you from a distance, I should say. They will also bear witness. Now, the witness from your family, the witness from the people who know you from a distance, those come secondary. You can call them secondary witnesses. It's very important for us to have good witnesses there also. However, if a person is walking with God and the family members are not walking with God, then they can produce lies. They can be false witnesses. So you can't fully trust those witnesses. They can lie. They can falsely accuse. But you know whose witness will never go wrong? It's God's witness. God's witness can never go wrong because he sees you the way you are. And he'll know if you belong to him or you belong to his opponent. He'll know if you're serving him or you're serving his opponent. And those who are truly walking with God will have good testimonies, even outside. Not just inside the church, but outside the church also. In your family, in other places. And they can get mad at you for following Jesus, but they can't say that. You're cursing, you're stealing, you are not doing your job properly. That you're hateful and vengeful and constantly complaining. All those things won't be there. You'll be like Daniel in Babylon. They had to really look and look and look and look to see if they can catch Daniel in any of his work. They couldn't. They couldn't. When we have a good testimony from God, we will also have good testimony. Even from the people who hate us. And they know. We won't do any of these things. They can try to find fault with something else because they are our enemies. Just like how they try to find fault with Jesus. Because they were moved by the devil. There are people who will do that. 
but like Daniel and like Jesus. They cannot and they should not be able to bring any true accusations. That's a testimony. They overcame by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. That means the way they spoke, the way they lived, heaven said it was true. God said it was true. Satan knows it was truth. And those who are around you will also bear witness saying that this is the truth. They won't say, oh, look at daddy or look at mommy. Was talking like a saint over there to the people. But meanwhile, we know how they are at home. That's not a testimony. That's a disgrace to the name of God. Oh, look at her, how she's talking about God. Meanwhile, the husband says that there's at home. Pots and pans are flying, coming outside and talking about patience. That's a hypocrite. Such people will stand as abominations before the living God. How we live inside the house and outside the house must be the same. How we portray ourselves in church and outside the church must be the same. Must be the same. We need to be able to have a strong testimony. The blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. That means when they speak, those around them can say that, yes, this is true. This is the truth. Heaven can say this is the truth. No matter what the enemy tried against them. They did not deny the Lord in their words or in their actions. They had a Good testimony. I want to finish with this Hebrews chapter 11. Where. The spirit of God through the writer of Hebrews. Has penned it there. He says. By this they obtained a good report or a good testimony. By what? By. Simply doing what God told them to do, even when it looked impossible. That's how they did many exploits while they were on the face of the earth. The word of their testimony. The world was not worthy of them. These are the people who obtained a good report from God. Good report from God. Even when God looked at Satan, he said, have you seen my servant Job? He's so upright and he's doing so well before me. Satan couldn't say, oh no, I saw him doing this and he's not upright. No, he couldn't say anything. He said, oh, that's because you have put a hedge around him. Even he had to admit that Job was perfect. That's a testimony. Testimony. Good report. All the people in Hebrews 11, they all obtained a good report from God because they walked by faith and not by sight. Those who have faith will not be anxious. Those who have faith will not be hateful. Those who have faith will not be vengeful. Those who have faith will be filled with the love of God. Those who have faith. 
they obtain a good report from God Almighty himself. They obtain this testimony. That's how they overcame. God is speaking to our hearts today. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. Our testimony should be true. True testimony. We have a true testimony every single day. Through the blood of the Lamb, we will overcome anything that is before us. As you start this work week, you must tell yourself that holding on to the blood of the Lamb, by being covered in the blood of the Lamb, I will, through the Spirit of God, obtain a good testimony. Wherever I am, whatever I do, I will do it by faith. And I will do it unto the Lord. And I will do it with my whole heart. I will not sin against the living God. When you're determined in your heart and you're not lazy, but you do your part, God has guaranteed success for us. We will have good testimonies. And you'll be an overcomer. God has called you to be an overcomer. More than a conqueror. How will you become that? Through the blood of the Lamb. By the word of your testimony. Your own testimony has to be true. You should have a testimony and it has to be true. Your testimony has to be current. Always know this. Every day. What you say has to bear witness to your record if it's true. God bears witness to that. Your testimony has to be true testimony. And you'll be an overcomer. No demon can touch you. No human can bring it down. Nothing. No force. Can shut you down and shut down the work that God has for you. They'll fight, but they will not prevail. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. As you've heard this word, may God speak to your hearts this morning. I really want you to take some time and pray over what the Spirit of God has brought to you today. And it's important for you to pray. Take this time in the presence of God and pray. With what you have heard, you need to take this word of God and make it yours. What God has given to you, you want to take this and make it yours. You want to have the protection that comes from God Almighty, which is the blood of Jesus, through the blood of Jesus. And then you do your part. Jesus did his part to protect your soul, your mind, your body. You need to do your part protecting your soul, your mind and body. Be an overcomer. 
become more than a conqueror. Through the blood of the Lamb and by the word of your testimony. Every day ask yourself this question. Am I covered in the blood of Jesus? Have I take his, have I taken his blood as my covering? I thoroughly repented of everything that I should. Am I washed completely clean by the blood of Jesus? If that's the case, then I must have a true testimony every day. Be overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of your testimony. What you confess before man. That heaven will say that this is true. Shall we pray? Father, thank you, Lord, for this word that you gave. The word that you gave from heaven. In an unexpected manner, Lord. And at an unexpected time, you spoke. I pray that this word that you are given this morning may. Do a deep work in the lives of your people. Thank you, Father. Your grace is sufficient for us. And thank you, Lord, for what you're doing and for what you're about to do. I commit this week into your hands and I speak your blessing upon your people. That each one may live a life that is worthy of the name of Jesus and the call that Christ has for them. Each and every single one, Lord, live in this world as bright lights for you. Thank you, Father. Bless your people as they begin their works. Whatever work they have to do at home, outside, I pray give them your grace and your strength, Father. Increase their spiritual understanding, Lord. And cause them never to be lazy in any way. As your word says, be fervent in spirit. Don't be slothful, but be fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Each and every single one become faithful to you. And be fervent in spirit. They may overcome, be among the overcomers who overcame by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of their testimony. Thank you, Lord, for this blessing and bless them with. Thank you for doing this. In Jesus' most precious name I pray. Amen. Amen.